welcome to Royal Generations Podcast, hosted by me, Lucia del Pilar. On today's episode, I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Melissa, and she is an MUA, aka makeup artist, and she does a whole array of other stuff that she will go into. So without further ado, Melissa. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being available and to be here. Even for us, I think this podcast was very like, you know, we had to go go through obstacles and stuff like that. But you know what? The plan of God prevailed. So I'm so happy Amen. to have you here. And so share with us, like, where is the beginning of the vision for what you are doing right now as, you know, a makeup artist and as just an artist in general, as that's what I see you as, you know, that you're really creative when it comes to the beauty industry. So share with us the very beginning of your vision and dreams. Okay, so this started years ago. I was in college. Um, I had told my mom that I wanted to be a makeup artist. And she convinced me that it wasn't a profession, that is, that's just a hobby. People don't make serious money on it. So I put it to the side. I went to school to kind of please my parents. And I went to school for criminal justice because I always wanted to help people. I went there. I took the classes. It was still an empty void because I still wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I also realized that while I was doing that, I was always thinking about makeup all the time not even if i wanted to it was just always there i would look at people i was always looking at their features i would go to the movies i would pay attention to how they did the makeup i was always drawn to makeup regardless um i was walking in the mall and i remember passing by a mac counter and i point at it i pointed at it i'm sorry and i said one day i'm gonna work there prophetically not knowing it was gonna come to pass i just said it one day i'm gonna work at mac and Years later, um, I was working at a law firm because I was still going behind the criminal justice stuff. Mm-hmm. And I left there. And my time there was super short. I was there for two years. I didn't want to do that anymore. I ended up back in retail. I applied at Victoria's Secret. And the lady that was interviewing me right away, she said, you're not going to do anything but makeup. I'm putting you in the beauty section. I didn't even know there was a beauty section. Oh, wow. But they had a little beauty bar before. Mm-hmm. They already took it off, but... They had lipstick, eyeshadow, just the basics. And they always put me there. Um, I started doing makeup there. People were coming like on a regular. And some of my associates would tell me, you should do makeup, you should work at MAC. I'm like, I've always wanted to work there. But I don't think I have what it takes to work there. And they're like, no, you can't think like that. You have to go. So I still didn't pursue that. I was so afraid. I'm like, no, there's no way that I can work at MAC. And I left there because I got hired at Michael Kors through the lady that hired me there and from there I worked in Michael Kors for two years and then I was recruited to Mac and this happened um, I was at church singing I had worked for Mac as a freelancer for five years and one of the managers went with one of the girls that I used to work with to church and they saw me singing and that girl told the boss Oh, look, that girl worked at Mac as a freelancer, but she's not permanent. She's always wanted a permanent position. That boss took me and that girl to Denny's right after. The girl that I had in in common with, she ended up leaving like 20 minutes in, and I stayed there with the boss, and we had a great time. Talked about regular stuff, nothing about work. She called me the week after, um, offering me the supervisor position for Mac. Wow. <laughs> and I told her, this is impossible, like... 
this is crazy. Yeah. Stuff like that doesn't happen. Someone just doesn't come and offer you a position like that, especially in Mac. Um, of course, I accepted. I gave my two weeks at Michael Kors, and then I started my journey there at Mac. I was a supervisor there for four years until six months ago. I got confirmation that my time was there. Uh, it was coming to an end. So I left, and then I started doing my business here full-time. I would say full-time. And it's literally been nonstop ever since that. But that also goes into being an entrepreneur. Um, you know when you're an entrepreneur. Like, no one can tell you you're an entrepreneur. That's something that you were born with. Nobody could take it away from you. So going back to the time that I went into criminal justice, I was working in an aftercare program, and I started buying candy to sell it. Mm-hmm. And from that point was when I knew that I was an entrepreneur. Like, I wow. was trying to find any way to make money, even though I was already making money. For me, it was never enough. Um, so I kept doing that. Every single time I had a job Monday through Friday, I would always have something on the side in the weekend. I was always thinking about how to make money. And that's where it comes to play of being an entrepreneur. Um, so when it came to the point where I had to leave Mac, it's not because... It was in a bad way, but it was my time to go. It was my time to step into that entrepreneurship full time. And I left by faith. I didn't leave there with a backup job or because I had something else lined up like I usually did. It was literally God had the right time to tell me, okay, this is it. Like, this is where you're going to take that step of faith, which I did. Everyone thought I was crazy. And it's been literally nonstop since I, since I took that step of faith. And I really feel like since then i'm walking in like full purpose and this goes to like who anyone that's listening or who's been in that position where they know they're an entrepreneur but they're afraid of taking that step like Mm -hmm. what now like what if it doesn't work out the fear of the unknown yes what if what if it's not gonna happen or maybe i made a mistake or maybe i shouldn't have left or maybe it wasn't time trust me when it's time it's time like nothing is gonna stop you from getting to where you need to be other than yourself if you don't have that that backup like your family and friends telling you look you could do it you could do it that's the most important part of being an entrepreneurship being an entrepreneur you have to realize and recognize that if you don't make the decision nobody is going to make it for you it doesn't matter what anybody says what anybody tells you you have to take that step and believe in yourself that yes you were born for this and yes you could do it and with God, all things are possible. So, Amen, amen. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. It's just been an, like a consecutive journey. It has. Of like from job <laughs> positions to, mm-hmm. you know, that you've experienced to now being full on, being in the pursuit of your purpose, you know. And you are also newlywed, you yes, know. Girl. So, <laughs> that's also like another change in your life that came recently. Mm-hmm. You guys have been married for like a year now, right? We just made a year we just last made week. a year. So congratulations. Thank you. So it, it I see it just has how everything has just kind of like fallen into place. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout your entire journey of where you are now that you have this beautiful place where you can attend to you know your guests, you know, your customers and it's just, it's just so beautiful to see that involvement, you know? Yeah. And so to tell us in this journey mm-hmm. what has been an adversity or adversities as in like maybe two like that you've had to face you know coming through to where you are now like now you're your own boss but Mm -hmm. coming into this point of being your own boss 
what have you encountered that you've had to overcome? Well, one of them for sure was what I mentioned, the whole fear thing. Mm -hmm. Literally stepping out in faith, not having a backup plan. Because we're so used to working for someone or something to get a paycheck. We are used to it. We've been trained that way since we were young. Go Mm -hmm. to college, get a good job, get good Mm -hmm. benefits, keep working and whatnot. So to break that habit had to be the most difficult thing literally like a it's like a tradition because for our parents (laughs) like that's exactly how they were raised like they were raised in like the 70s and 80s like we're living in 2018 like Mm -hmm. just because you have a degree for first of all that's a degree that hopefully you have a full ride to because Mm -hmm. if you don't have a full ride that means you have loans you know and it just does not work out that way and i've seen that and there's a lot of people that have spoken about this because Mm -hmm. it is just it's not relevant to everyone's specific journey like it's not there's no cookie cutter formula of like okay go to college get a good degree and you know then after that you're gonna get a good job with good benefits and then after you get good benefits then you're gonna go buy a house and then you're gonna you know put yourself into more debt because that's like the traditional way of like you know just go and then you already all of a sudden have loans in student loans in your mortgage in your car payments and it's like that is like the traditional um way of living but it's not the correct i mean in my like from what i've seen the fruit of it it's not really the correct way of living because that just gives you anxiety and god knows so much more other things and people more or less like they settle they settle because they're scared of trying to go and pursue something that they know is going to require risk but listen like you staying in a nine-to-five job knowing that you don't belong there because there are people that do belong there because that's part of their purpose and that's part of their process Mm -hmm. you know and we need to be very clear about that because there's people that want to go into entrepreneurship that don't need to be in entrepreneurship they need to be working nine to five yeah you know everyone has their own process to go through so we can't outdo the process just to get to the promise like it just doesn't work out that way but there are people that have to go out and they are they are ready to be entrepreneurs but in a way i also think that some Like, in a way, we're not always going to be fully ready because it's always going to require risk. And that's where it's going to, like... But that's where, if you have faith, that's where it's going to come through and it has to push you. And it's hard. Like, being an entrepreneur is hard. Like, I don't know about you, but all of a sudden, I see in social media, like, posting people posting here and there, like, traveling, like, posting, like, nice pictures. And granted, like, that's really good in terms of content and what the whole nine. But entrepreneur life is hard. Like... It's hard. Like, you need to really, like, if you don't work, you don't get paid. And if you don't get paid, you have no money to go anywhere, okay? So, there, and that's what some people are sometimes scared of, not having money. Mm -hmm. But I believe, like, if you, this is not going to happen overnight. Like, entrepreneurship is not something that you're going to make a bunch of cash money overnight. It's something that you have to see as a long-term investment. It is. Because it's an avenue for wealth as well, Mm -hmm. you know? And wealth is not a get-rich-quick thing. Wealth is something that is built up over time. Like, as in, like... $10 $10 today, $10 tomorrow, $10, you know, and then it starts to add compound up. Compound interest, girl. Compound. Yo, the rich get richer because of compound <laughs> interest. But us, like, you know, if we are, like, living in the average traditional household, like, we don't really get to see, like, how really multimillionaires think because we're not surrounded by them. Yeah. A lot of them, they borrow money, and then they get their money, and then they'll pay off that with interest, mm-hmm. you know, because they use investments, 
So it's it's crazy because when people are not exposed to that, then they're like they're like ignorant to that. You know, and coming from, you know, a background of being believers and, you know, being, you know, led by God in our decisions. I know there's people that don't like the topic of money because that's a very controversial, like, oh, it's the it's the root of all evils. No, it's, it's the not. love of money that is root of all evils, yeah. you know. But if you know how to storage your money, why wouldn't God want to give you more? Because he makes us a blessing so we can be a blessing to others he can bless others through us like that's the point of being a blessing Mm -hmm. you know like you can't really like expect to have so much to give to someone else if you're not overflowing yourself you know it's just about the same concept of love like you can't you don't have the ability to give so much love if you're not really overflowing in love you know, it's just with the same concept, but it's just in a different, you know, verbology, if you want to say it. Yeah. So going back to adversity. So you mm-hmm. were um, a lot. You had fear of the unknown and just the, the risk taking process, you know, but, you know, yeah. touche to you. Like, congratulations, <laughs> you know, that you are now you. living through it and you we have to work with against our fears we have to break up with our fears we have to be delivered out of our fears Mm -hmm. we need to get over ourselves because sometimes we can be like oh no but this me and that sometimes we just gotta get over ourselves you know and be like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and do it i'm gonna go step forward you know and i'm gonna pursue what i know i'm called to do and there's people that even doubt am i called to do that but listen linda try it you know (laughs) (laughs) like like Linda has to try it, you know. So it's just like you, you, you won't ever know unless you go ahead and you make the step. Mm-hmm. We could pray or fail all we want, you know. But if we're not making the deed aspect of it, then it's dead. Yeah. Like that's like biblical and that's like scientifical because scientific, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it's just nothing's happening. Um, even though there is power in prayer, but nonetheless, when it comes to now your different lifestyle have you had support from like family from friends from loved ones and what's been for example that part of your journey having your support system well that plays a really big role but like i said before even if you don't have it you have to make it Mm -hmm. i'm at the point where i'm making it so i do have that support but imagine if i didn't i would still have to push and like you were saying this is every day I have to go and talk to clients and recruit people and mm-hmm. be on top of them because being an entrepreneur doesn't mean that everybody comes to you. You go to yeah. everybody all the time. You have to be a people person. You have to be available. You have to be open. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's not like you go your nine to five or whatever schedule you have working for someone else and you know that you have to do a specific task and you get paid. That's it. You're held accountable for certain things and you get your check. Being an entrepreneur, you do everything. You do everything. You're in the front, you're in the back, you're in the middle, you're on the sides, you're everywhere at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't sleep as much as I used to, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, example, last Saturday I had 13 girls back to back. I didn't eat, but that's something that I have to sacrifice for mm-hmm. the time that I'll be doing that. Later on, of course, my business will grow and I'll hire people to help me, but this is part of being an entrepreneur. You have to build and build and build and build and mm-hmm. sacrifice. And a lot of people don't want to sacrifice. They don't want to give up their sleep. They don't want to give up going out with their friends and hanging out. They don't want to. 
Mm-hmm. They don't. And that's very, very true. It's that's just... a big factor. If, if you're not willing to sacrifice those little things now, you can never be successful. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's completely mm-hmm. impossible. And what, when it comes to now, mm-hmm. for in terms of being successful, yeah. what does success mean to you right now? For me, it's freedom. Uh, I don't have to worry about getting to work on time and clocking in. And if I'm late a minute or two minutes, I'm going to get written up. Or I have to put in a request to take a day off or see my family or go on vacation. I missed out on a lot of that because I worked retail. I missed out on a lot of weddings, a lot of birthdays, baby showers, a lot, a lot of intimate time. Now I have that. Now Mm -hmm. I I have the flexibility to make my own schedule to make sure that I still attend my clients and that I'm still there to see my family grow and be a part of life, life itself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is important. For me, that's the most important thing, my family. Mm -hmm. Before, I didn't have time for that. Now I do. Before, I didn't have a marriage. Now I have one, and now I can attend to it the way that I've always dreamed of. Wow. And how has it been in terms of, like, your husband Mm -hmm. now? Because I've seen him. He has been very supportive, 110%. 150%. You know, and I think that that's... And I think that that's very important, especially when it comes to, like, knowing who you're marrying Mm -hmm. and making that wise decision, you know? So if you can share with us a little bit of, like, you know, that aspect of being now a married woman and going into this, you know, Mm -hmm. being a married woman because you're, you know, you are your spouse's helper, Yeah. you know? So how has that experience been with you in terms of, like, you opening up your own business and being a newlywed? Well, my husband has a very difficult job. He's a dispatcher mm-hmm. at the police station. So he's always surrounded and hearing negative stuff. And the th- type of things that he hears on the phone is insane. So the fact that I'm here at home um, doing my work and being available for him, I feel like I can support him and lift him up when he's feeling down from work. And I, I'm able to help him get ready for work and get there on time because it's something that he struggles with because he works so much. And if it was six months ago, I wasn't able to do that. I would be going into work when he's getting out of work. So I couldn't even see him. And when I would talk to him, it was my 15-minute break or my 30-minute break at lunch. But that's not enough. Especially in your first year of marriage, it's so important to survive that first year. Because that's when you're setting the foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before, I didn't have that. I didn't have the time. Not because I didn't want to, but I was working for someone else. I couldn't. I couldn't. My priority at that time was to work, to bring in money, mm-hmm. and then my husband. Now it's my husband, and then bring in money, and mm-hmm. it works out. It works out great. Actually. Wow. Well, that's such a blessing to hear. You know, because mm-hmm. there's a. First of all, you guys are newlyweds, and on top of that, that it's during the newlywed like stage mm-hmm. that you transition into being an entrepreneurship. Yeah. So there is a shift in a lot of things. So I imagine that now you're saying that it's. It, it's a lot more smoother, mm-hmm. you know, to do things that you couldn't do before. Yeah. And so throughout this entire journey, you know, being, you know, because we're both like in, you know, our 20s, my 20s. Mm-hmm. How has this experience been for you in terms of like all the knowledge and wisdom that you have gained and something that you would like to share with other young people, you know, because we're both like 28, right? So it's like. We're like really close to our thirties. Girl is right so, there. <laughs> no. So for us, it's like you're shifting so much of what you used to do in your younger twenties mm-hmm. to now being almost in your thirties. So 
I think it's crazy because before, back in the day when we were like probably like 16, 17, 18, we're like, oh, you know, when I'm 28, 29, thinking that we're going to be old, Girl, you know, and now I'm kind of like, struggle. man, like I have my high school reunion coming up this year, <laughs> you know, and I have these other things. I'm like, man, like how time flies. Like I, first of all, I would have never seen myself doing entrepreneurship, but to me, it's kind of like, this is also crazy how we have just evolved, you know, I believe as women and as mm-hmm. women of God, like just from our younger years of, you know, being in our early 20s and now being in our late 20s and how things have just shifted for us. And I believe a lot of them have been paradigms, Yeah, you know, and um, before if I would have thought of myself like at this age, I felt like an adult, you know, but sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm an adult. You know, like when I think about like when they're like, oh, you know, have an adult with you. I'm that adult Mm -hmm. that it's required to go with like little kids to places, you know, and it's like that is just crazy to think about in itself that we are here, Mm -hmm. you know. So what's like a a word of wisdom that you can give to young entrepreneurs or young, um, you know, women and men, of course, Mm -hmm. to in terms of what you would give them as advice if they're entering into entrepreneurship oh man i wish someone what i'm about to say i wish someone would have told me like yes 10 years ago yes please for me the most important thing is two things it's time and knowledge if you don't have either or you can't do anything time for sure do not waste time don't waste time doing what you don't love. Don't waste time doing what you don't have a passion for. If you don't see yourself there, it's because you shouldn't be there. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to regret it later. I went to school for that, yes, because I wanted to help people, but it wasn't my passion. And now I have a debt of almost 40 grand mm-hmm. for that mistake, for wasting time. Um, the other thing is knowledge. If you don't get the knowledge that you need... There's no way that you can grow. There is no way that I know everything that I know now if it wasn't for me deciding who I want to be and deciding where I need to go to get that information. I've been to a lot of conferences. I've taken a lot of classes. I've gone by myself. People called me crazy, said it was too much money. But honestly, it has saved me time now. Like, I'm not making the mistake that I did 10 years ago, 15 Mm -hmm, years ago. mm Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that I could tell you guys is really decide on who you want to be. Pray about it. Ask God. Really sit there and meditate and find out who you want to be. I knew I wanted to be a makeup artist 15 years ago. And I didn't step into that until 7 years ago. Mm -hmm. So there's a big gap in there. There's a lot that I could have done. Of course, we all have our process. We're each going to take a different route. There's Mm -hmm. different ways to get there. But the point is to get there. A lot of people stay lingering and kind of going with the current. I go against it. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing what other people are doing because they're miserable. The only people they're... who go along with the current are dead fish. Yes. You know, you, you can't, can't do anything. You can't. You have to go You're against stuck. it. Yeah. And I, I literally went against it. Ever since I've gone against it, it's been amazing. And I mm-hmm. just keep growing and growing mm-hmm. and seeing and knowing more things. And I, I will never go back. Ever. Ever since six months that I left, like, retail life mm-hmm. and working for someone else, I already told my husband. I told everybody that knows and whoever comes in and sits with me. I will never work for someone. I already know how it is to work for myself. But, again, that goes into being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. 
but mm-hmm. I'm talking about me. I will mm-hmm. never work for anybody because I know what it takes to build a business and create wealth. I'm on the way mm-hmm. to that. So don't waste time. Surround yourself around people that are knowledgeable, that are successful, that are positive. If you see that you're around the same people and they're in the same boat because they're going the same current, it's time to change your circle. Yeah, you know what? And that's something I actually also really, really feel and believe that because I remember my parents were like, oh, you know, be, you know, more around this type of person. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, no, but this person, they have a good heart. They're like good people, but they weren't where they needed to be. And I feel like mm-hmm. there have been friendships in my life that I, in a way, have kind of delayed me to where I was going. And we have to make sure that when we are friends with someone, there is purpose. And more for us, like, kingdom purpose, you mm-hmm. know? That these friendships bring acceleration into our lives. Like, if we're going to finish school, if we're in school, it's because they're going to help us finish school. You know? Like, their friendships are going to be supportive of that. They're going to be well aware. Maybe I don't talk to you for a month, but it's because I'm still in, in my studies. You know? I'm focused. Um, and I definitely believe that in terms of young people because uh, there's a lot of young people that maybe don't value um, that sense of family. But I do think that there are things that our parents do tell us that now resident for example there are things that my mom has told me that i'm like no no when i was younger and i wish i would have listened to my mother when it comes to certain things Mm -hmm. there are some things though of course i'm kind of like no like especially like the whole college thing like you know but there are other things that my parents have told me and you know as i was growing up that i'm kind of like wow i wish i really really would have listened to them so i wouldn't be you know um and with certain things that i have to handle now so but with that saying with saying that it's also good to make sure that we choose our friends wisely because who we surround ourselves truly will make a difference you know especially the five people as i think that's um like yes. a general thing that it people is. say mm-hmm. especially with the five people that we're in and a lot of times i didn't cut people off because i never, didn't want to be that bad person but it's not because you are quote unquote a bad person it's because it's you value growth. you value your growth you value your purpose mm-hmm. and you value what god has inside of you and you got to do what you got to do you know no hard feelings and sometimes you know we won't do that because it takes a lot to do that but we need to make come to a place in our life and anyone you know if you're in your teens and your early 20s and you're going through that make sure you get it done because you don't get time back that is something that we never get back god does restore time for us thank praise god for Mm -hmm. that you know being 28 i can say that but just make sure that you are surrounding with people who are actively pursuing what they gotta do don't be around people who are lazy, who leave things, you know, just pushed off to the side because they're seeking a certain pleasure for the now, but they're not investing in their futures. We need to make sure that as people, especially like that's something I would also tell to you, anyone listening, make sure that what you're doing, you're, you remember that this is not something that can happen overnight, but it's going to take consecutive years. It's a process. And then the overnight thing took several years to happen Mm -hmm. but it's all a consistency factor you know that consistency and discipline factor 
is part of every successful story that I've seen. It didn't take you trying to do something for two weeks and then be like, peace out, like I'm not doing it. It took you like hard time to come through it, you know, to go through one stage to the next stage, to the next stage, you know. So, and I believe for you, it was a lot of also perseverance of even though you worked in retail mm-hmm. for a lot of a period of time, but you persevere through that. And then now you are, you know, within the right people. And I think even that's that part of your story where that makeup artist, um, that very important person within the makeup artist world came and saw you singing at church like you were in the midst of your purpose because you were serving god and then all of a sudden god made it happen like there is no way someone could tell me like there's no way someone can say that was coincidence no No. honey boo boo (laughs) there's no such thing as coincidence when it comes to the things of god that god does things with purpose that you were in the midst of you there Focus your eyes, focus on God, just serving him, singing, you know, with your beautiful self right there, your beautiful voice, <laughs> and then boom, like, it's just like, it just happened, mm-hmm. but there's something that had to provoke that to happen, and it was your faith and obedience prior to that, that caused it, and I believe that there's people that right now, they're going through a process, and I even feel like there's someone listening right now that is going through a process, and you have been faithful, and you have been obedient, so I even feel like even within like a week of you listening to this, that God is going to do something that's going to blow your mind, like you're going to have to pick up your brain and put it back into your head, you know, like, like, yo, did God really just do that, you know, because it's just going to, it's going to blow your mind, and I don't know why, I just feel like someone listening, you know, God is really seeing you in the midst of your service, in the midst of your obedience to it. And I even feel like there's someone listening right now, too, that you're going through a process where you're also saying, you know what, I am tired of working in retail. I am tired of doing the same thing. I'm tired for working for someone else. I want something new. I want something fresh. So I really believe in you whether you believe in God or not whether you have a lot of faith in God or not whether you have a relationship in God or not I really just really challenge you to pursue that relationship with God and he's gonna make it happen for you all you have to say is just like God if you are real I need you right now manifest yourself if you tell God God I challenge you, show me you're real, let me tell you, he will definitely, he's a man of his word, and he will definitely come through, there's no way, and I've, I've heard countless of testimonies concerning that in itself, so, with that being said, with that being said, Mel, thank you so much for being part of this episode of Royal Generations, anyone who wants to check her out all my ladies you know because we all go through a process we got to maintain our hair you got to maintain our skin we got to maintain our body man y'all don't know about what we women go through on the regular okay it's not about doing it once it's about knowing how to maintain it okay That's because the most important part. yes because when you go, for example we go cut our hair we got to maintain those tips you know we don't want to be walking around with dead tips it's not cute you know, I've been there. So with that being said, ladies, you know, uh, we always have hair that grows and her eyebrows grow constantly. So if you want to come and check out Mel, she did my, you know, brows. She does eyelashes. She does the eyelash lift. I'm so happy, you know, that I'm doing that. She does microblading now as well. And she does makeup, which is phenomenal. Like, I can't wait till I come here and she does my makeup because y'all like she lives she leaves people like like they can stunt like they'll stunt on someone with like how their face looks like that face is a bee like 
oh my god, I see her before and afters, and I'm like, wow, like, that person, that person looks, like, so good, you know? So, anyway, so, Mel, share with us your social media information, your Instagram, and how they can contact you. So, my Instagram is M-U-A-M-E-L-I-4, so that's Meli 4 you could text me or call me at 786-886-9779. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm going to leave this information in the description box below. If you're in the South Florida area, she is there. If you're ever in Miami, Florida, which we welcome you to come here and visit. If you're listening to us from another state and another city outside of South Florida, whenever you come here, check your girl out. She's going to do a bomb job on you. She's very tender. She was doing my brows and she just, she was just very like cariñoso in Spanish. Like, I don't know. It's just very tender, you know, she's very tending to it. So thank you so much for your hospitality. Thank you so much for your service and your availability. So everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in into Royal Generations podcast. You are world changers and you are part of hashtag Royal Generations. Subscribe and like, and I'll catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,